welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I'm joined tonight by a hip-hop artist um, who is from Oshkosh, um, although he's no stranger to Milwaukee. And um, he, uh, he dropped a couple singles in 2020. Uh, they were Till I Die, For the Team, and Summer Fling, all great tracks that I highly recommend. Mm. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm excited to uh, talk to him about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. Thank you for joining me tonight, He. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having me. How did I do there? Was that was that a good little intro? That was pretty good, man. I might I might have to hire you for some stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, you nailed it. I dropped three singles. Uh, last year god it just feels like 2020 went from starting and to never finishing just because of the you know the fatigue yeah it all time just blended together i remember like i remember covering your tracks like on b e uh over the summer and i was like holy shit this was like so long ago like because because this is shit that we do every single day. So it's right, like right, right. music from like seven, eight months ago feels like a lifetime ago. Well, I, I think I, I want to touch there before we move any further. Um, it, it's crazy. Uh, and one, I just want to shout out uh, Alan, uh, you know, for starting the B&E. And then obviously you, you jumping on the team and you obviously look at uh, multiple genres, so many different facets of the Milwaukee scene um and it's so diverse it's like I, I think people don't understand how diverse the scene is and how much you guys actually cover right and it's amazing to see uh the B&E brand grow because I remember uh maybe when I started so I started making music like 2014 um but I didn't really get into the Milwaukee scene until like 2015 2016 and uh Alan was still like picking up some of my stuff because I was working with artists from Milwaukee and uh, it's just been crazy to see, like you guys have been able to partner with brands and like yeah. uh, make sponsored events and stuff like that. And like starting from an idea that's so fucking rewarding. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, bro. I, I appreciate, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you for recognizing the work we do, man. Like if, if that means so much because like you know as, as you can imagine i mean sometimes it is a thankless job you know sometimes it's like we um minutes of your life to review a song or write an article that no one's ever gonna thank you for yeah it's i'm used to it at this point but you, yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know but you know i just you know but but the thing is it's like the tide has slowly been turning and you know people in the last couple months you know i want to give a special shout out to von alexander and yeah. also Genesis, because they both like recently like shouted us out on Twitter for like saying that we should be bigger than we are. And I appreciate oh, that so much, man, because like, you know, it's we want that's the whole idea is like we want no matter what kind of music you make or how you make it or like, you know, whether you're just making music in your bedroom or you're playing sold out venues like we're a hub for all of it because it's all important and um i mean i don't know i don't know about that i mean that's one that's you guys give a platform to probably some people who don't deserve it i'm just gonna say that right now 
but I appreciate how vigilant it's crazy how vigilant you guys are. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we definitely, um, have a couple, uh, that have been blackballed. <laughs> I will say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I like Alan's my brother, you know, I, the, just the opportunity he's granted me to, to take up being music director, just, you know, means so much. Like he, he's just such a like agreeable guy. Like he's, he, um, he appreciate, he gives me the freedom to, um, you know, help take break and entering in all these directions. And I'm really right. looking forward to, uh, what comes in the next year. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I think a lot, uh, there's this thing with like, uh, local artists, especially local rappers or hip hop artists that, uh, and it's one thing that I learned the most about is like the entitlement that comes with a lot of local artists or I just, I see it more in, in hip hop more than anything, but uh, the work that you guys do and they say like, oh yeah, we don't have enough outlets, this and that. Um, that's another conversation. But what you guys have done is put your best foot forward to cover what is going on. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys have done it the best and it's qual if they're quality write-ups uh it's giving giving a platform to most people who wouldn't see this music otherwise like if you're not following breaking and entering you're probably not gonna find this artist because there's a lot of artists in milwaukee yeah yeah i mean i can tell you that some some of the other publications i mean no i don't not gonna name anyone specific but it's yeah, like yeah. hovering over the same handful of artists that just get picked for so many of the same right. things and like right, right. man i just what i i tell you like once shows are like a thing again we're gonna yeah. throw some wicked shows of yeah artists I, that, I, think, I think that's where you see the most growth with your brand as well because yeah. the people who really support bne are the people who are going to come to those shows are the people who are going to come to the rap show the rock show because that i definitely do that you know what I mean? Because when I look at your guys' stuff, I see it. I might not click on every single one, but I'll see it and be like, oh, shit. You know, because you guys do a really good job at your publication. And uh, I'll definitely, like, yeah, let's go to a show at River West Public House because I love that kind of shit. Damn, dude, it just closed. It just closed. Oh, it did? Yeah. Oh, pure <laughs> is, it, is there a backfill? Um, Not that I know of yet. Oh, <laughs> you want to know where I had one, my first show in Milwaukee? What is that? At, uh, the place right across the street. It, it's it was it's definitely closed now. What the hell was it called? The cocoon room. The cocoon room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember P I, that was before my time, but people talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a cool little spot. I remember I before I had a show there. Uh, I was at a a Webster X and what's his name Milo a Webster X Milo show. It oh. was so cool. Yeah. Super duper cool. It was like, man, and then I was talking to you before uh, about, you know, like seeing the the Webster X blow up, which is really cool. But uh, especially Milo, because I didn't realize like how big of a underground artist Milo was. And uh, I didn't realize at the time, I didn't realize how cool that show was a Webster X Milo show in 2015. You know, Dude. so the yeah, that was what was it? Wasn't it kind of DIY? Like it was. It was. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they could. It was an all ages venue. Oh sure, okay. I remember my my show. It was it was myself. It was D Bridge. I don't know if you've heard of D Bridge. 
Yeah, yeah. Re- honestly, one of the best artists that uh, one of the best rappers, and he's a, he's like a protege of Pizzle, Sherrod Sloan's. Uh, but one of the, he's got the coolest voice. He's got bars for days. Uh, just doesn't release enough. And it's crazy how I met D Bridges. Uh, I met D Bridges friends up here randomly in Oshkosh, and then like, oh, listen to this, bro. Listen to this. I met D Bridge went to college with G Easy. I met G Easy. Then I met D Bridge, and I like funneled it together. And I was like, holy shit. G Bridge have a song together. That's okay. That's pretty dope. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I mean, I know, I know Dana has talked about GZ a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. Dana was the plug. Dana was the plug for them guys. Yeah. So, oh, big man, shout out to, talk about Dana, man. Big love, shout out to Dana, man. Right. He's uh, dropping yeah. his new EP in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I think he's got a single dropping tomorrow, Pancakes. Yeah. I've had the, I've had the, uh, the grace to listen to, uh, side a and side b so actually dana Kappa was like before i was coming down to milwaukee he was the uh like really the first like milwaukee rapper him and skills um and him and skills have a really cool song that's produced by mammoth uh charlie yeah uh, Yeah, yeah. forsberg yeah uh, aka aaron Rodgers. (laughs) god bless him man he was actually really uh the engineer who leveled my I'll start here. Um, I was a benefit of like me when I first started making music in 2014, I had the benefit of working with good engineers from the bet, you know, a shitty rapping artist who didn't do anything but write shitty raps, but my music did well because my music was well engineered. So I went from Bob Frank from Fond du Lac. Now he's down in, uh, now he's down in Florida, Bradenton, Tampa area. Uh, from Bob Frank to uh, Charles, and you know, like obviously, I, I get better, a little bit better. Um, but you know, he he was like the person who engineered my music when we got the DJ booth placement, and like that. You know, during the blog era, the end of the blog era, uh, and it's it's just so interesting to see how the scene has changed, and how I have changed as well, like as an artist and. Uh, Actually, tell me a little bit more about like your understanding of like when you really started uh covering milwaukee music oh yeah yeah sure um well i actually just hit my two-year anniversary writing entering uh like recently but yeah man i was i feel like i remember seeing that uh announcement oh yeah probably Cause like I did the Facebook adding spree trying to find all the artists, you know, I'm like, Hey, I'm trying to figure out who's out here. But, um, I, it kind of just stemmed out of a, like I graduated from UWM in 2018 journalism and, uh, you know, winter, no spring. Spring. Okay. I graduated a semester after you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but Uh, congratulations to us both. Yes. Yeah, I never thought I was gonna get there, man. Tapping <laughs> their foot, like. Yeah, I um, my senior year, I gave so little fucks, man. I got so many C's. Like I was just so. Your senior shy. year of college. Yeah, like I was, I got like shit. mad senioritis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, by then I was taking a lot of electives and shit, but but point is, um, I was just kind of in a period of like trying to figure out like how the hell to get my life started, like 
post-college, you know, because yeah. not having that structure anymore is kind of just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So I, um, you know, I was uh, working in a coffee shop, um, just kind of trying to like make ends meet in the meantime. And then that's when I started going out to more local shows because I had an interest in doing music journalism, but I just didn't know anybody yet. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I started going out to different shows, different networking meetups. I went to High Five Studio, you know, the network. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, and then uh, I uh, saw that Alan um, was, uh, like, I, I became Facebook friends with him, and someone told me that I should, like, reach out to Breaking and Entering. So I did, and Alan, being the very accessible fella that he is, um, I uh, got coffee with him, told him what I'm trying to do, he put me on and uh, never looked back. Yeah, I started missing Mr- a chance to meet him in person, man. But he's like always put on for the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. He's a real. This one. could be the catalyst for us three to meet. That'd be great because, like, I got so many thank yous for him. Oh, you yeah. Know, you as well. I, well, yeah, man. I'd love to facilitate that. Um, he, uh, yeah, like, I started Mr. Nice Guy right around the same time when, uh, I started writing for BNA. Um, hey, yeah, on, let me commend you for that though, because Alan, seeing that you had your own initiative and like the amount of these conversations you've had with other people, I mean, why wouldn't he want you to be on his team? Mm. Yeah, which thank you, man. Thank yeah. you, dude. I appreciate that, dude. Like, I, I'm, I'm not the best at taking compliments, you know. Like, I get like all like man i i have like really bad imposter syndrome i'm like man i'm not doing that much but but i mean it's just it's it's just like you know if i wasn't doing all of this i'd drive myself insane because there's so much out there and there's so much that uh you know there's so many people that need you know anything we can do to help people get heard by the right people yeah never know when that can change someone's life and make them feel like wow someone's actually paying attention to me Hold on. Let me interject with you there, though. So what your platform does is that it if you post an artist or you post a song by an artist and they're following B&E, it may not make it get heard by the right people, but it'll get heard by more people than it would have. Sure. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. and, And it's like that alone. Is. Amazing. Right. And, you know, that's why you should be thanked every time that you put your effort into that. It's no anybody who ever would share or publicize my music. And I would like to think this even if I got super big. But I mean, obviously, you get to that point. But I would like to, like, personally thank everybody who does that. And that's like there's some artists like uh, even if their music is really good, they, they don't even think that for a second you know yeah. and that's that's where the egos come in and that's where it's kind of like terrible where, yeah terrible. It's, it, it is terrible but yeah. so keeg um so what we talk about on mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and so all of this is all of this is what uh everything that we're like kind of touching on right now is all good to build into more about you and how you got started so you're yeah. from Oshkosh, as mentioned. And so yeah. you started, so 2014, that was actually the year I arrived in Milwaukee. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I guess like I I want to just kind of hear how you sort how it all kind of like started as a creative outlet for yourself. Like, how did you begin? What inspired you to begin? Where did it start? For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, I mean, it started uh, on that shit. Let's go, man. <laughs> yeah. So it started. Obviously, I, I don't want. I don't want to sound like the cliche artist, but it started like you know five, six years old, listening to music all the time, this and that. My dad was really uh, cool about me listening to whatever I wanted to listen to. And I do vividly remember this though, uh, with me getting into all different kinds of genres of music. This isn't like, uh, so you mentioned you're 25, I'm 27. So, you know, we grew up, when we were kids, like we grew up with either really slow internet yeah dsl and dial up <laughs> yeah yeah right like your parents can't call yeah you're... man <laughs> i had to like i'm on, I'm on aim dad i'm yeah grandma. <laughs> uh, right yeah so yeah. my biggest thing was my dad gave me the green light for any kind of music my dad's favorite band or favorite like hip-hop-ish band was uh the beastie boys uh right. early beastie boys so, I mean, that's where I like started. And what I would do is I'd go to our public library and you could rent 15 CDs at a time. So I'd rent 15 CDs at a time of all the artists I could rent and then rip them to my computer. Think about this. This is so manual, like streaming. But yeah, so I was, I was every single music, my favorite band growing up uh, and still to this day is The Doors um good choice good uh, choice uh love nirvana um so like i had like a a grip with the 27 club right away with jim morrison being like the most uh because if you think about it jim morrison was really like the most naughty first he was the first naughty front man uh in in rock music um obviously jimmy i know what you mean yeah but uh and then and then you see that like progress through uh through uh, Kurt Cobain being the icon that he is. Um, but yeah, so like, I really, I really liked those and Rage Against the Machine, uh, Zach De La Rocha. I think that was like what really like, cause the way that he says his music has always been hip hop or poetry uh, related. So, uh, you know, I think it really started with uh, Rage Against the Machine and Beastie Boys for the hip hop. And, and then, you know, just being, uh, uh, a, a young white kid who doesn't know anything about hip hop uh, heard about Eminem, right? You know, we grew up right in that time. Yeah. Um, just, but being ignorant and then learning about the genre way more after uh, Eminem. Uh, like my favorite rapper, my favorite rapper growing up was uh, uh, Lil Wayne. You know, I, yeah. I, I remember being on Frostwire, LimeWire. Oh yeah, LimeWire, yeah. Fucking up my mom's computer. Right. every uh Lil Wayne song that he did over somebody else's beat um and then it really grew from there and then uh I, I really had another renaissance uh you know I started making music and then uh one of my good friends like one of my best friends uh and who I credit like my my growth to today Mike Regal um, shout out to Mike Regal bro Regal's gonna be here in a couple weeks I'm excited to talk to him too yeah, that's uh, one, one of my best friends. Uh, but yeah, like one of my best friends, one of my brothers, every time he comes home, uh, I, I pick him up and bring him to Oshkosh. 
or uh, a hangout down in Milwaukee. So, but yeah, he was a really big, uh, he got me my DJ booth placements as he oh, did okay. other Milwaukee artists, Sean Smart. I know for sure. A.R. Wesley. Oh yeah. yeah. Cool Tay. Uh, oh yeah, dude. Those are, those are big names in Milwaukee music for sure. And that's, it's kind of dope to, that a lot of this sort of happened all kind of like in the same cluster of events, you know? I mean, it was, it's so weird because it's like that 2016, 2017 era is like post blog era. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But obviously like the Milwaukee scene has always been unique in its own right. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it, it really hasn't ever gotten the national, uh, the national respect or the national, uh, recognition would have you know like they had uh you know cuckoo cow baby drew and then ishtar kind of and we thought i think we thought we all thought that like ishtar was going to be like yeah you know that it like fizzled out um so we're still waiting on that like it's like you look at detroit it's you know the cities the city demographics are like so similar yeah oh yeah definitely there's a lot of the same kind of midwest charm you know where it's a lot of kind of like a, a lot of untouched gems uh out here man i i actually i'd love to spend more time in detroit my folks live in uh ann arbor so they're not too far oh from really there. yeah i'm from illinois but they just moved to ann arbor last year yeah but... I, I know you were a fib um <laughs> i'd seen are you a cubs fan uh socks baby oh word okay i can respect it I'm a yeah. diehard Brewer fan. I'm a diehard Brewer fan. Oh, yeah. Well, you're probably not uh, about to uh, uh, acknowledge this new name change of the, of, uh, the field, huh? Miller I mean, Park. we have to. We have to. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, as a fib, I'll tell you, it's still the Sears Tower. Like, Willis Tower, that never stuck to me. But teach their own. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah, because Miller Park was Miller Park. That's actually the only Wisconsin team I like is the Brewers because my grandmother took me to the second uh, game ever. A word. Yeah, yeah, at, at Miller Park. Um, but I don't know. I, for whatever reason, I don't have any affinity to – I think it's just because I don't like Miller beer. I think that shit sucks. <laughs> I'd rather drink hams, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, if I'm not drinking this, I'm drinking Miller. Bud Light was the beer – Budweiser and Bush were the beers I drank in high school, but yeah, I, yeah. but Miller Lite, like Miller Lite was like the beer that actually made me appreciate beer. My freshman. What? Yeah. You know, hey, to each their own. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't know what you, uh, what your inception was, but. I mean, it wasn't any better than that. I'm just disagreeing with you. <laughs> Fair uh, I mean, I still, I like IPAs. I, I do like um, hoppier beers, like when I'm, you know, out, like at a bar or something. Oh, if I'm going to be, if I'm going to act like a, a, a beer savant, uh, like I said, my friend uh, in Oshkosh, if you ever come up here, I'll send you, I'll send you a four pack, my friend. Uh, this is a uh, Fifth Ward Brewery. It's on the south side of town in Oshkosh. Okay. I'm a little hoe for, uh, for some uh, sour beer. Like, oh, yeah about the the uh the heartburn thing so i'll drink it and i have dragon breath and do this but i'm i'm loving it when it's going down yeah. uh 
Yeah, Fifth Ward Brewery, they they do their thing. So, Pete, um, do you remember, like, the first song you ever, like, made and put out? Yeah, it did way too good for my for my own good. Yeah? It was Poor Drink. Yeah, I released it with uh, Devin Alexander. Um, and I had sent it out to, like, uh, three or four blogs that I had just been doing research on. Because I was always uh, a listener of music. Like, I was a huge... Uh, consumer of the blog era in hip hop. So like, you know, like the early uh, GEZ. Uh, wasn't a fan of Mac Miller. Actually, I think we need to talk about Mac Miller because huge influence for me, but he wasn't an influence for me until like two years ago. Mm, okay, Late blooming, but, sort of. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, but like the blog era, so that would have been like, you know, like Wale, Tyler, the Creator, uh, going on the like waking up every morning before I go to school, signing on hip hop early, hot new hip hop, the blue flame. I need that. Um, but yeah, so like that was like my shit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was I was so like. I love all all music. Right. And I was so grateful that my dad let me listen to whatever uh, I wanted growing up. Um, but for whatever reason, I, I gravitated toward hip hop, probably just because I can make that the most easily. Um, but yeah, I released my song Poor Drink and uh, I sent it out to a couple like I think there was like eight or nine blogs uh, that accepted SoundCloud because SoundCloud still wasn't like what it was. Yeah. Or what it, what it was like a couple years later in 2014. Sure, yeah. I had gotten like. 4,000 plays the first week on my first song I ever released. Yeah. It's like my music, it wasn't like super bad, but it was the first song I ever like wrote and released. So it was good because I like had a decent understanding for music. Yeah. But it wasn't like good. You know what I mean? And it was engineered well and all that. And uh, I think I was kind of, uh, I was kind of like misconstrued because that first song did really well. It got like 20,000 plays in like two months, like real plays. And then I, my second song was you who, and I actually took that down uh, from the internet, but you who has a ton of plays um, and the music video. Um, and I took the music video down because after when I was, uh, when I graduated college, I was uh, applying for jobs and I was a, uh, uh doing drugs in the video <laughs> i'll send it to you i'll send it to you you'll know exactly why i took it down i know what you mean bro i but i, I have i have people like literally on a monthly or bu- like two times a month basis ask, ask me where the yuhu video is so i have my first two first two songs do really well but i i credit that to the good engineering right like i i decently knew how to write a song but not enough young artists understand this. Like they'll they'll just write a song because they think it's way good, way better than it is, and then have shitty engineering and it doesn't sound good. And they want people to listen to it just because it's them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that happening. Like where it becomes like the gravitation towards like a person as opposed to like the song itself is kind of what you're saying. So the song in my presence, 
was was felt beyond way more beyond than me looking at it now than what it should have been but that's the importance of like understanding music and having a quality song versus you thinking you're a good artist and releasing a song and that's one thing i did you know like the the engineer i was working with at that time bob frank he would have told me if it sounded weird or sounded dumb i wrapped it decent enough and he made it sound good and my biggest advice to young artists is work with a good engineer or understand how to do it before you release the music. Yeah. It's so important having a good engineer is, and that's why Mammoth, Mammoth does not, or Charles, Charlie Cooks does not get enough credit for what he did between 2015 to 2018. He made a lot of artists, a lot of good rapping artists sound even better. Shout out to him. I've actually, I've, I've talked to a handful of artists on here that have given him mad props for what he's done. So yeah, that's dope. But yeah, at the, at the, when you start it all, you have to have good engineering. And I started with a really good engineer. And then I, I upgraded from a, an engineer I probably shouldn't have even been working with because I wasn't at his skill level, but I'd networked with people and been able to get in a studio. And it sounds like, it sounds like you just, you, you started with, you had a lot of the fundamentals of being an artist figured out pretty early on. Um, or at least I didn't know that at the time though. I got you. Yeah. But, but you, but yeah. And I mean, and that's interesting because some people it'll take longer to piece all that together or it doesn't happen yeah or yeah or it just it never lands but but i mean that's that is pretty fucking dope that you kicked off with like two pretty massive hits yeah i'll send you the shit i'll send you you know what i'm saying just from the i actually took poor drink off just because poor drink also blew up because i was working with a, a bigger russian producer and uh, I just bought the beat and then I made this song and I sent it to him before uh, we released it and he liked it too. So it got like probably like 13 or 14,000 Russian plays on SoundCloud. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I mean, the Russian like underground hip hop scene is, is huge. And at that time it was just blowing up because this is before like Lil Peep. And Lil Pete blew up in Russia. Mm-hmm. It's like illegal has he didn't make Lil Pete type beats, but he was a Russian uh, hip hop presence. Interesting. Illegal. A L E G A L. Illegal. Damn, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, damn, why why peep in Russia? Like, what was the story behind that? Was it just sort of like a coincidence? So, uh, I mean, I think there's definitely a story behind this. Um, And this actually has a lot of Milwaukee ties. Um, So it's interesting because there's this this guy named uh, Nadarb Nagram. I don't know if you've heard of him before, but he lived in Milwaukee for a couple of years. he was uh, Lil Peep's uh, DJ for the Russian tour. Um, 
he had somehow he had ties to a friend in Russia. And this is like, it's so weird because Lil Peep gained major, major notoriety in Russia and touring through Russia. And then he blew up over here because of this like small connection, but the want for uh, American hip hop in Russia. It's so weird. It's so weird because Germany has always had this like love for, uh, for underground hip hop. And this was the one uh, artist that Germany didn't have that Russia really just like flourished. Okay. So weird. So like the Beamer Boy video for Lil Peep was shot in Russia and it's shot in like a G-Wagon in Moscow. Oh, damn. That's yeah, so it was like, it was like really symbiotic how that shit blew up. Because all Russia or all Russia, Russia's ever wanted was to have a cool hip hop scene like Germany, because Germany has a really uh, big underground hip hop scene. Oh yeah, weird, bro. I mean, I could see that, like you know, those underground scenes in Europe. I know Sweden has one too. That, well, that's cool. Likes the the like the boom bap hip hop. You know what I mean? Germany. That's like what Germany's always loved. You know. And Lil Peep was like his own little uh, segment or sound. Okay. Rest in peace. Were you? Yeah, a Peep yeah, I like I like Peep. I mean, I wasn't like I was kind of what you said about Mac Miller. Like, I got more into him kind of posthumously, like after he died. Okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, like I really admire just how visceral a lot of his music is. Just like you know, tortured really fucking sad but it's but he's that man like he had a real fucking gift yeah yeah i mean yeah i completely agree with you and it's like it's so weird how i appreciate art now like how i used to like even four years ago you know yeah but i definitely liked little peep when he was raw and new and i didn't like mac miller yet like and Mac Miller was like, I took a break from making music. Uh, and then like listening to Mac, because like I was in high school when Mac Miller blew up and it was like Mac Miller and Meek Mill, Mac Miller and Meek Mill. I like the gangster cool ass sound that Meek Mill had. Yeah. I mean, and I wrote Mac Miller off from the Donald Trump. I was just like, I don't like that. I don't like the backpack. I don't like that backpack rap. And then I wrote him off all the way until uh january 2019 then i went back and listened to swimming i listened to the intro track come back to earth probably my favorite song ever man but no i i love i love his music so much and it's just like it's just so weird because like i wrote him off at that point in my life and i didn't see how he progressed as an artist and as a human and it's like i look at it then and it like completely just like changed my thought on people even because it's like dude there could be people that i write off for just a little thing yeah never even learn anything about them yeah i know what you mean yeah where it's like you where it's like that 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 sense where you feel like you're you've already jumped to a conclusion about somebody before you've even heard them say a word and I like, no, I get that too. And I would spirit. never do that as, as the older Keegan. Yeah. Yeah. And I, 
I don't think it was even anything like super bad as a younger me. I just didn't do it. And because I made that decision then, I'm like, holy fuck, look at this shit that I miss out on. Well, he was still alive. And oh, yeah. the people I could have connected with, because he has like such a, a cult following loyal group. It's like. So Problematic Art, that was your record in 2018. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So was that, was that like, was that your debut full length? Uh, the debut full length that I would say I'm, I was proud to release because I worked on that album with Mammoth or with Charles Forberg, uh, Forsberg. Uh, completely. Uh, I had released uh, a 13 or 14 song LP with my first album that had like uh, You Who and Poor Drink. But this uh, next album, uh, Problematic Art, I'm doing uh, that on the cover. Uh, And I'm still proud of that shit to to this day. Um, But yeah, that was my like first like album that I put like really good artistic thought into and I would still stand behind that today um especially I'll just talk about like uh one of the songs on there it's called ups and downs uh my best friend uh like one of my best friends his name's Kyle Gruel um he didn't start producing until so I started rapping in 2014 Kyle didn't start producing until mid 2015 and he picked it up so quick, but he like was inspired to produce because of what I was doing with music myself. And uh, he picked it up so quick and he sent me a beat, the beat for ups and downs. I was on a train from uh, LA to San Diego. I was listening to it and he sent it to me and I wrote this song in 15 minutes. He sent me like a, a three minute beat. I knew where it would start, stop and end. And I was like, dude, this guy's my, my best friend on so many levels. And uh, it was just like really special for me to have him do two songs on that album. I have a song, uh, get this, Ted Park. You heard of Ted Park? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Ted. Uh, I did a song with Ted Park and we recorded it at DJ Payne One's house in Madison. The, oh. I don't really know right now. Kyle produced that. We produced that in his parents' basement. Damn, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and this is like, so like this album, I worked with so many people that I admire and they wouldn't have worked with me unless they, you know, thought I was decent at least. So yeah. like this album was really like a validation for me because I know I'm at least like rapping a little bit decent and also working with my peers that are really good. You know, I, de- I paid for the features, but this is shit that the situations weren't to happen unless the music was at least quality. Yeah, yeah. I think the pinnacle of that for that album was the song with Ishtar. Mm. You know, yeah. the okay song. Yeah, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I love, and I've always loved working with... Uh, uh, Enrique, Enrique Rodriguez, Meg. Meg, yeah. Great. Uh, God, that guy is such a such a smart, calculated dude, and he's good at a lot of different things. And uh, I was blessed, honestly, to develop more of a relationship with him 
than Ish, you know. I had talked to Ishtar a couple different times, and obviously we all know Ish can spit. Um, but I had developed a relationship with Mag through uh, just recording with him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I built that trust of being able to make okay songs, uh, uh, no pun intended, um, and then uh, got the feature from uh, Ish, and it did really well, just like the song with... Uh, with Roy, you know, like those are two songs that really like define my career. And the song with Roy is just even more organic than uh, than the song with Ish, man. Uh, but that's like the biggest thing, man, is being a decent human and working, mm. you know, because I would not have had either of those situations without being a decent human first. If I was a asshole, arrogant rapper, no way. Being genuine and being consistent, the two biggest virtues in this line of work. And that's what I, the consistent part is where I've fallen off the last couple of years, but I'm okay with that because I know that the second I decide to come back or release stuff, I have so much stuff that is high quality, man. Like, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, man, I'll send you some shit. I'll send you no, some shit. Yeah, please do. Well, but let's also, let's, let's shout out to the consistent art artist, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Rob Hicks, uh, rated our Playboy. Yeah. Okay. With him, that's coming out. Von Alexander, Von. One of the goats. Names. <laughs> He's been consistent for years. Genesis Renji. Oh, yes. Yep. Regal, Mike Regal. Uh, let's think. I'm trying to think of like the people that have truly been consistent and kept doing it. Uh, I think those those three or four are the ones that I really like truly enjoy their music. Oh, Will on Water. Will on Water. Oh, dude, I love Will. <laughs> His voice is so cool. Yeah. Cool. Will, He's been out here for a minute, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Will was tight. He took a little break to make his sound, but he's also like mixing his sound and. Yeah. He's a very. And he's a brand himself. Oh, yeah. Cam is also very consistent um cam is lord freddy no no not lord Fre like cam with a b at the end oh oh yes yeah 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 how could yeah. i yeah yeah. yeah yeah cam amazing engineer too yeah yeah Renz. <laughs> Renz. Young, Renz yeah. young oh yeah he just dropped again like a week ago yeah he's a beast, though. He's a yeah Renz. He's a beast that Vogel Park group is fire. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Those guys. And House of Renji, too. Like, mad consistent. You know, Maul. Maul himself. Very, like, such a dope guy. Dope artist. You know, like, um, yeah, man. I mean, there's, there's synergy with these pockets that I really appreciate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's, that's good that you do that, though, too, because it's, like, not not enough artists like me, like, I do for sure, but not enough artists like me, like, tell their boys or their peers that they're dope. Like, I always make sure that I do that, but it's, like, I don't get why the fuck people don't do that more. Yeah, me neither, man. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> like, that shit. It's, like, it's a different perspective from you to me because you're not necessarily a creator. It's, like, yeah, man, I want... Because also, 
if I don't think it's dope, I'll tell them it's not dope, but I'll want to help them. Yeah. Right. And it's like, if you're always just like pushing your own shit, why the fuck would anybody ever care about your shit? Especially if you just think your shit's cool because it's your shit. It's the power of community, my friend. And we got to start acting like one. I tell people they're doing every chance I get. You know, like, I got some, you know, I, I'm very proud being, you know, part of Breaking and Entering, where it's like, I know some really fucking dope artists in right. every corner of the city. Yeah. And at, at, a, at, a, at a, you know. Hey, you more than anybody, though. And at, well, at a moment's notice, I could, like, you know, if someone, like, wants good music, if someone wants me to, like, show them some good shit, I can grab, like, at least, like, you know, five or six off the top of my head, depending on what they want. Yeah. Like, that is a gift that I'm very proud of. Also, though, it's cool that you also like or appreciate other genres of music, too, because I think Milwaukee's, like, like, alternative rock or, like, that scene. I don't know how to, like, articulate that genre, but it's beast. Oh, yeah. There's some real good bands out here, for sure. Like, um, Paper Holland, man, that's one of the fucking coolest bands in town. And they yeah. actually collaborated with Jen. Like, they... They've done it. They collaborated with Genesis. They collaborated with Vincent Van Great. Like, that's what we need. Oh, VDG. We got to shout out him, too. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Great. Yeah. And our artist who uh, uh, advocates for uh, people with diabetes as well. How can we, like, how can we utilize? You know, how can we, like, there needs to be more unity, you know? And, and like, it's, it's such a loaded, and yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. It's a, lo it's a loaded know. demand to make because everyone. Why though? Why? Because it's just like there's so much like favoritism, and there's this popularity contest. And Is that favoritism to like a uh, a painful like halt? Yeah. Because I don't know either, man. I don't know either because it's like you think that I don't. I'm not gonna say names, but you think that like this best artist would you know, support this best art, but they don't, they really don't. And maybe they do sometimes, but as a collective of like four or five of the best artists, they don't support each other. And but that's the thing is like, it should be what it should be. And the problem is that one of these artists thinks that another one of these artists thinks they're better than them or something like that. Yeah. And at that point I'm like, what are you guys like what are you doing man like it should be instinctual i see support as instinctual like it should be just this knee-jerk thing that you do if this is what you're interested in like because i like i mean a lot of people especially in the hip-hop scene uh live by this mantra and i believe in it where people say it's okay. like if i eat we're all eating you know it's like where try to bring my friends in and support them and like bring them up with me if, if with everything in, in my power to do so like and that's what i believe at the same time like yes everyone has to like you know earn their uh earn their colors but i think that a lot of people like are doing that already i think that what you're saying is completely accurate 100 accurate but the thing that 
I don't see enough is that we have, so say like we have these like five or six like top tier artists. I don't think we see them supporting each other enough uh, and them also collaborating with each other. Like, hey, I'm releasing this because the shit is good. The shit's always good. And it's like to, to make that happen, there has to be collaboration. A 100%, there has to be collaboration because it's like, we are not ever going to be afforded and made knock on wood. We're not ever going to be afforded having the Eminem or like the, the Dej Love or like uh, the Big Sean, like that shit just happens and it happens. But like, if we were to collaborate with like the five or six big artists and these guys talk about every time they're going to drop something or make something, if these guys all work together to release something, you know, hey, this is my month. This is my month. This is, yeah. That could be something dangerous. And it's like, they don't look at it like that. Because each of these guys have a little caveat of the city or a fan base that somebody else doesn't have. And that's because Milwaukee's so diverse and so different. And it's like, bro, if we all just work together and communicated, all of our shit's good. Yeah. But it shit's good. You know, the top five, six, seven guys in Milwaukee, their shit is good. I want to talk a little bit about the new the new singles you dropped uh, the last year and just a yeah. little bit about each one so the first one was till i die this yeah. one's with dana tell yeah. me about that song yeah yeah so uh so it was that, that one was uh oh it's produced by a uh, dude from appleton justin wheezy um so yeah so that was produced by uh a guy that i actually met because this dude hit me up because he wanted a beat with roy um, but it's this dude, he's like 27, 28 year old dude. Uh, his name was Chilato at the time. Now he's introverted Justin. Um, but I'd always fuck with his beats. He's so, he's such a diverse producer. And, uh, I wrote this song, uh, and then like, I listened to this song and the first ever comedy video I watched was with my friend, Deandre, uh, Terrell and Isaiah. We watched the, uh, Kevin Hart seriously funny and that's uh the excerpt in that song is like uh you ever you ever asked your grandpa uh the last time he had sex it's like what did I do put the key in the you know what I did put the key in the box and I locked that motherfucker and uh I just felt like Dana's flow like because the song was already done and I just had an open verse and uh I had just sent that to him on a limb but like I like I said earlier, uh, I, Dana was like the first like Milwaukee artist that I looked up to, and uh, when he said yeah, and he did it for free, and he you know he came through the the session with uh, Charles when I was still recording with Charles, so it was just like everything worked out. Him and I we're gonna have a we're gonna have one more song. I said, bro, dude, literally, bro, the next music he's about to release is so good. It's so fucking good. And I was like, bro, I need one more from you. I need, cause he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stop rapping this and that. Cause I'm old. I'm like, dude, you're just getting better as an artist. You're making the best graphic art of your life. This and and I think I think he's listening to me. But I'm like, bro, you're rapping amazing. He's never released a solo project. So yeah, I mean, it just happened out of love, man. I've always had love for Dana. 
uh, and then uh, I've, I've had the chance to meet up with G-Eazy a lot, and then uh, Dana's known G-Eazy as well. Uh, and then I talked about the the uh, the relationship between G and D-Bridge. Um, so it's just been like uh, him and I, we always bonded ever since then, you know? And uh, That's yeah. great. Yeah, That's so awesome. I was really happy to finally release that because that song was recorded like two years prior to... Uh, to it being released. I think we recorded that in like mid 2018 and then we released it uh, March, 2020. Shit, <laughs> damn, well, yeah. yeah. But yeah, with uh, with uh, Join the Team, if, if we'll go to that one, uh, that was just like me uh, being a little hoe for the internet and always looking at music. Like, dude, I love, at the end of the day, man, I love looking up new music and new artists just like the same way you do. Oh yeah. And, uh, I found this artist, Sun Kuma. Like I, I found, I think I found him randomly on Spotify, looked him up. And then I was like, holy shit. Like this dude's so fire. Like so, so fire. He, some random cat from LA, he mixes his music. His vocals are amazing. Does them all himself, produced a lot of his early stuff. And now he's producing more than ever. And, uh, We'd made actually, we made uh, two songs and I didn't release them soon enough. And like he mixed his shit down. He's like, hey, bro, you can't release a song. I was like, what do you mean? Like, this song's fire. And my best friend I was talking about before, Kyle, made the beat. It was probably like six months into him producing. And Sun Kuma was like, dude, this beat's fire. <laughs> so, like, Kyle's getting this validation. I'm like, Kyle, dude, this dude's fire. He thinks you're fire. I'm going to throw a shitty verse on this and <laughs> make a song. And uh, we could have released it. I just didn't release it quick enough because that's when I had like kind of taken a step back from music. And uh, it's fine. But uh, so then we made this song, like pretty like poppy. And it, it fit, like it just fit. You know what I mean? Kyle made the beat. Uh, I actually wrote the whole song and then I, I just had Sun Kuma do it. He mixed it though. And... Uh, it just worked out really well. Uh, you know, I, I said like, hey, I want you to do this for like the end of the song or like how we structured it. He did it perfectly, just like a professional artist. But uh, he's somebody, one, I really look up to. And two, he, I know he respects me also as a writer as well. And like, that's a validation for me to yeah. keep making music or keep writing. Cause it's like, I definitely know I've gotten better as a writer. and. It's like, you know, I want to do different things in music. Like I've started mixing a lot and stuff like that, but I'm definitely, and I know if I died today, I'd be like, damn, bro, I'm, I'm a pretty decent writer rapper. Yeah. You know, and like, such yeah. a good feeling, especially when like your peers validate for that, uh, you for that. And now that I'm like sitting on like 40, 50 songs where I know that like I hit that like, that line of like after this, I'm wrapping my ass off. Yeah. Well, Keith, that's that's what I admire about you though, is because like you know we were talking earlier about how there's this really big demand for like that collaborative nature. If like we're gonna push Milwaukee forward, as you would any scene you live by that like you that's like directly like a philosophy versus as an artist you collab with a shit ton of dope people and i've seen sincerely, that. Though, sincerely 
Like I've seen you do that the last couple of years. And it's like, dude, like you, like, it's cool that like, you know, you're just, you're not just like in it for yourself and just in hundred percent lane. Like you're, you're, you pull people you think are dope. Um, yeah. Thank you for noticing you. that, bro. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, all, I mean, most of like your biggest songs are like so many of your songs are collaborations with other artists and that's just like that's mad dope dude and like i that is exactly like breathing um breathing fresh air into the exact uh principle that you were talking about earlier is that like you know if you think someone's dope work with them (laughs) like or at least tell them, at least tell because a lot of people don't even get that told to them, you know? That's, and that's a good point, too. But, I mean, like, I have, like, I don't, I don't want to make it sound, like, corny or anything, but, like, I have, like, a track record or, uh, I think, for lack of better words, clout, you know, where if I say something to an artist that's, like, you know, some, somewhat established, you know, they'll know, especially, like, from the Wisconsin area, they'll be like, oh, yeah, Keeg sent something to me. And I wouldn't ever do that disingenuous, disingenuous listening. I I fucked that up. But uh, (laughs) I think that like, that's so important and not enough artists that are better than me do that. Hmm. You know, it's like, man, you guys don't know how, how, how much further that can push other people like to hear that from your peers. It's like, I, I do that to my friends. Like I said, like Mike Regal and like, you know, I, I listen to their stuff. I genuinely listen to it. And it's like, Mike, his music, always been a great musician, but he's gotten better at like one little thing at a time, Every, but not at the same time either. Like different times he's gotten better at different things. And now his like music is so, like he sent me some shit the other night Ben, like, I was like, holy fuck, Mike. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I, I take a step back and I look at it and it's like, bro, it was always good. You know, it's been good since 2016, 2017, but. And he's pushing new, new ground. Yeah. Like, there's not enough people like me saying that to Mike. Yeah. Or not enough people like me saying that to Vaughn or to Genesis, because I can say that to them. I don't talk to them enough, right? Mike's my really good friend, so I talk to him a decent amount. But there's not enough people like me just listening to their music and giving them compliments. Because, dude, that shit, like, as an artist? Yeah, man. Like, I mean, it, even for you, like, we we haven't talked before, but me telling you that I, I genuinely do appreciate what you do, like, and likewise, like I admire right. what you've been doing. Like, yeah, dude. And I'm, and I'm, and like, I'm privileged in the sense of like, you know, I've been able to write for Breaking Entering and be able to like say just how dope I think a track is in this 100 yeah. words or whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm grateful that I can do that. And I'm grateful that I have this show to bring these people mm-hmm. on and be like, yo, like, I listened to and dissected like this record or this song. And like, I've been watching you for, for a long time and like seeing you build. And it's like, it's like, you you don't know how much an artist gets to hear that. And I want 
all of these people that are doing all this dope shit to keep fucking doing it because right, right. that shit gives us meaning, <laughs> you know, to be quite frank. Yeah, at, at the end of the day, yeah, man. But yeah, I mean, if, 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 any, if any other artists or any other creatives watch this shit, if you have a friend, be honest with them, one, be honest with them, one, and two, tell them that this shit's good. Tell them that this shit's good. Even if they don't tell you, understand what that means right understand what that means and how far that can go because like i said a lot of us hip-hop artists are uh have way too big of an ego but once you understand what uplifting your peers does i think that you are doing it for such a bigger reason than the the what it looks like on the surface you know what i mean like and that's why I do it. Like being from Oshkosh, I didn't have anybody to look up to uh, making music. And now that I've seen like a couple of these younger kids like under me that I, I really think are dope. Like I was just on fate. Like I got off a of FaceTime with this kid named Zay KG at 7.15. I'm like, oh, fuck, bro. I got to hop on this uh, th- this uh, podcast. This kid is so cold, bro. He, he grew up in Kalamazoo. Uh, he uh, went to Fond du Lac, then he went to Oshkosh North, played basketball. He's actually really good friends with uh, Tyrese Halliburton. He's playing for the Sacramento Kings uh, from Oshkosh North. Um, but, yeah, so, like, he's, like, one of my – and he's so dope. Like, this kid, raw, off the bat, way better rapper than when I started. Like, this kid, his first single, I was like, God damn. Oh, yeah. he, like he's told me that like me validating him has made him feel good it's like i didn't even have anybody to do that for me and it's like dude your shit is way better than poor drink so man if there's one thing i can just say it's like man i appreciate you and alan so much and b and e and then also the other artists who can just be human and lift each other up because not enough of us think about it, man. And it's like such a simple thing. You know who's another one I want to give a shout out to? That's Spades. I, that's, a, that's somebody that I wanted to thank you for shouting out. Because that guy, is he just does it for the right reasons. He loves hip hop. And he's also just like the raw epitome of what the culture is. Yeah. You know, like, like he's made so many different kinds of music too and he's worked with so many different people and everybody that he works with respects him and I, I have yet to work with him but I would love to work with him dude yeah like and Spades is the kind of dude who like if you recognize what he does like if you if you you know give him praise or give him compliments you know you tell him this shit's fire he will like contact you personally to thank you. Yeah. That's how dope. Like that man is. Why is that? Like, cause space like, okay. So I'm going to put it like this. I'm going to put it like this. He has been raw development and his music has definitely gotten better and better and better and better. Um, Whereas like you look at somebody like Vaughn or Vani, like he's, he's released really, really quality music. Like, I remember like the Red Balloon or Balloon uh, album that he dropped in like 
2014-2015 was released on Pigeons and Planes right away. And his music's always been really quality. And he's always gotten a lot of notoriety on that front. But the like the uh, exact opposite of Vaughn would be somebody like Spades, who has worked his fucking ass off and made continued to make better music, worked with a ton of people, and everybody who he works with respects him and likes yeah. him a ton. And it's like, that guy... I think that guy's the coolest guy in the room. Yeah, he's he's fucking awesome. Tell me about Summer Fling. Summer Fling. Oh man, so uh with Jen, man, I got so many uh so many like features and stuff that people like I don't think they're like they're ever gonna be ready for. Um <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, with Summer Fling, uh that was the first record that I made with Jen, but I had been recording with Jen in like sessions, like a, a year or two prior to that um but that was just a beat that my, my friend kyle cooked up and then uh i rapped on it sent it to him he rapped over it and it was just like something i i, I just re- i released i think i released it uh, exclusively on uh loom first okay yeah uh and then uh yeah but i had this other record with jen i'm gonna send it to you way better Man, I'm getting all the I'm getting all the lost tapes. Sounds like well, I'm gonna send <laughs> like like three or four records. Another artist I really want to shout out uh, before this is all said and done is a uh, uh, Tyb. Have you have you heard about him? I have not. Really? No. So, uh, man, probably one of the coolest, most down to earth, best dudes that I've met, and I actually met him via Loom. Okay. So like I'm not I'm not really huge on Loom just because it's another fucking social media platform. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. Post about yourself. Yeah. 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 But you found him on that, like. But huge. I found him on that. I found him on that. Like I, I I like said something about like a song he made. He's like, "Oh, you're from Oshkosh," and then he like hopped in my DM, and then like you know we went back listened to each other's shit, and then I was like, Man, "This guy's so dope. He sounds like a fucking." Uh, he sounds like a, a, a pop star, Bruno Mars. So he's from Green Bay. Uh, he's lived in uh, Eau Claire for a long time. He went to Eau Claire for school. And then uh, uh, he's just made his base out there. Another cool thing is that he's a, a LGBTQ artist. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's just who he is. And he happens to be a, a, a married gay man. It's dope. Yeah. And, no, and that's what I think is so dope because yeah. it's like, he is like so good. And I think that a lot of people write him off just by his look that he's not like a, a flashy flamboyant artist, but he, his music is so good. Yeah. And I know he's been making music for a long time, uh, but now it's just really started to cultivate. And he, this dude's a beast. Damn. You gotta, you gotta look up TY. Gotta look up, man. You're giving me all kinds of names to look up. Shit, yeah, bro. TYB's a beast. Uh, you're you're familiar with uh with Rob Hicks? He made the name change. Certainly. I, man, when I had when I had Rob Hicks on the show, he was still Rob Hicks. He wasn't ready okay. yet. It was about a year and a half ago. But yeah. like, he came with a backpack, and I thought we were just kind of gonna. It was like mid afternoon. I thought we were just gonna like, you know talk and in person 
Yeah, yeah, no, this is in person. Okay, okay, okay. Like, no, I I thought that it was entirely going to be like a sober exchange, you know, just drinking water, whatever. But then he pulls out this like fifth of uh, whiskey in his backpack as I'm changing the camera clip. And he's like, come on, do a shot with me, bro. Do a shot with me. Really? (laughs) What kind of whiskey? It was like Honey Jack. (laughs) Okay, word. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but that was so funny because he just pulled it out. I had no idea we were going to be drinking at all. Yeah. Bro, shout out Racine, though. Like, he holds it down from Racine. Like, yeah. That's honestly what I like the most about uh, hip hop artists from outside of Milwaukee. They really, like, the ones that you know from that area are really good. Have you heard of Wisco YD or Wisco Kid? Oh, yeah, yeah. He he was just on a fucking. He was just on a track with uh, Corey Piper. Corey Piper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just uh, did that video this week on the writer's room. Yeah. Bro, That's- I've known about Wisco YD, Wisco Kids, since probably 2011. It was him and Kyrie. I've been watching this guy grind his ass off. I'm pretty sure he's from Milwaukee, but he's he grew up in Green Bay. And then yeah. him and Kyrie uh, were Wisco Kids, and they released like two or three quality mixtapes that they put a lot of money into. But uh, Wisco YD... He's kept his own brand and like kept networking and working with people. Uh, that's one guy like I definitely give my flowers to as like the f- before even Dana is, is uh, Wisco YD. There's people before that, but uh, but yeah, Wisco YD has been at it longer than anybody I know. Before I made music, way before I made music, man. Damn, I gotta check him more out too. Shit. Oh yeah, you gotta check his shit out, dude. He's got uh, there's this kid named Charlie Urick from Green Bay. Him and Charlie have a a, a record deal or a distribution deal through Sony, uh, Italy, mm. uh, called Toro. They got like a two or three song EP. But Charlie's an amazing artist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. We Wisconsin's got. All kinds of shit, like shit that people need to know about. Um, yeah, man. Uh, what? Is, so you're you're talking about like, um, you know, you've got whole um, legions of of music, uh, you know, yeah. in the vault um, yeah. that you could drop at really any time. So what? Yeah, what are your plans for this year, man? Like, what? Are, what do you like? What? What's to come in the next couple months? Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, the biggest thing for me, um, okay, so like I grew up like super poor, not having shit. Um, and I'm really grateful for like, uh, so this is going to be a little story, but I'm really grateful for like going to school and getting a job I have right now uh, because it's afforded me something that I would have never imagined. Uh, you know, my dad raised uh, me and my two other brothers you know, on, you know, we were like, you know, uh, free premium lunch or, uh, you know, like those kind of kids. And, uh, you know, it was just like, it was, it was tough growing up. And, uh, when I graduated college and got my job offer, it was like damn near two times more than my dad ever made. And it was like, I've taken my professional career really serious, but I didn't take college cause I was still making music like really heavy. And then like once that like switch hit, I was like, damn, this is like pretty crazy. And my life like changed like pretty much instantly, right? Yeah. Um, 
and like the stuff I was doing and stuff like that, because I'd always get in a lot of legal trouble and like legal trouble costs money um, and stuff like that. And I actually got in some legal trouble while having a good job. And that was like a, a big wake up call for me. Right. So uh, so I guess like the way I'm transitioning to this is that uh, we're just paying off a couple bills uh, from uh, the last couple of years that need to be paid off. Um, but my transition is to release a single with TYB, um, put a decent amount of money and planning behind it. Uh, probably, uh, we'll probably start planning uh, April, uh, release in May. But yeah, it's, it's been a long process of, because uh, now I know how to push music too. You know, I, I work with a lot of, or and I know a lot of managers of artists and, and stuff like that. I don't know if you can tell, like I, I'm really like deeply ingrained into- Yeah, you're connected, man. You're connected, yeah. And uh, for me, I, I know how far a good single can go. You know, I, I understood why I did what I did in 2018 with problematic art, but uh, I'd never do that again. But in uh, in 2021, you can uh, expect Keeg to release songs with uh, some of the best artists in Wisconsin and uh, do it the right way. And that's one thing that I want to be for artists is a beacon or a lighthouse into how to do stuff the right way. Even if it takes time, that's okay. Because if you just release it, it doesn't fucking matter. There's so much other stuff that people can be doing in their life. There's so much other stuff that people can be doing in their life. And why should that take precedent over this single you're releasing? So that's what I'm going to show people in 2021. One, we're going to release really, really good music. Like that's the first thing. And then uh, two, we're gonna release it the right way. So, and and I'm gonna release it with people who are probably better artists than me. So, <laughs> hey, dude, I mean, shit, it, artists that bring different uh, different dimensions of Keeg out, type shit. You know, it's like where you outdo yourself, uh, and I try to in man. the presence of different different people, and. Shit, man. Thank you for saying that, but like, don't other people bring the best Ben out? That's a good point. Right. I like to think so. That's why I do this so much. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I like to think I appreciate that, King. Like, yeah. you're, you're, you're right. Different perspectives are the best thing that you can have in your life if you take them into regard. Well, man, like, I appreciate you so much for recognizing and just like, you know, uh, commending like me and like alan and you know uh, i just appreciate like your kind words for like what we're doing out here because you know as you know as as any creative does like there's some days where the, the doubt just engulfs you bro you're like man like is any of this shit even fucking worth it but then i have a good episode like this and it reminds me why i started doing it well, the thing about it is the good episode could just be like somebody saying like, hey, that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's all, sometimes that's all it takes, you know? Right, right. Sometimes that's all it takes. And so I, so in, in terms of like the next couple months, man, I mean, do what you got to do. Do what you got to yeah. do. 
because hey bro hey hold on I, i'm definitely gonna uh i'm gonna i'm gonna send you some shit i need to know if it's trash though because i'm always saying if, it, if it's good or if it's not good but I'll, I'll i'll tell you how to move forward okay i don't need i don't need you to be like oh yeah that's cool you want to get interviewed i <laughs> i want to hear just like hey you hear a lot of quality music so like yeah. I challenge you, if you can, do that to the, the stuff that gets submitted. Okay. Some some stuff needs to be reviewed just because, but I challenge you. I'm I'm learning. I've learned in the last year since I started helping Alan with the daily publishing to become a better active listener of like, like just to listen very intently, not yeah. just passively like not just have something out in the background, like, no, like dissecting the words, the verses, the hooks, the fucking mm -hmm. bass drops, the fucking, like the, the lead-ins, like all of that shit, like yeah. all, it all culminates. And yeah. I, that's a, a skill I didn't have uh, before the pandemic. So. And it's, uh, it's weird because it's like, once you develop it, you're not going to go backwards. Right. You can't just like not listen yeah. that way. You start listening to everything so technically, you yeah. know, like and it's good and bad, right? That's good yeah, 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 yeah. It's good and bad. So as we're closing out, Keeg, um, tell me what keeps you up at night. Uh, uh what keeps me up at night is that uh, I'm gonna just be honest with y'all. I'm a I, I have a I have a really good job uh outside of making music and it's it's definitely taken me or taken me away from making music um but also the biggest thing it's done is given me a, a different perspective and made me realize how much i appreciate making music so i don't make music as much as i want to but the time that i take to make music i cherish it yeah. So I challenge all or other artists to do something that they need to do outside of making music yeah. that makes them a better person yeah. because that takes away from the, the uh, limited amount of time that you have in a day to make music. So, so do other stuff that you need to do that, you know, you probably should have done. Yeah. Because yeah. That, that will make you a better person that takes time to be a better person yep now you have less time to make music but now you have two or three hours to make music let's make the most of that music that's right so so point. take time to be a better person yeah. and do do things that'll make you a better you a better brother better sister better yeah. son better daughter and then you'll you'll make better music by having different perspectives and different views. So I think that's my biggest thing. And that's, I took it, I took a step back from making music for, uh, or for writing for uh, 16, 18 months. And it was the best thing I ever did. There you go, man. That's tight. I took a four month break from the show and it was a much needed break. And I've learned that now I got to take those sporadic breaks, you know, yeah. like maybe not for as long, but just like sometimes I need a breather. What uh what what puts you to sleep? Oh shit, this is probably not as wholesome. Um, <laughs> puts me to sleep. 
Um, knowing that I did, uh, maybe this wholesome. Uh, knowing that I did the best I did today because I don't often half-ass a day anymore. I definitely used to. But knowing that I did the best I did today and knowing that I told the truth. Tell the truth, yeah. yeah. To yourself, too. Like, being honest with yourself. Like, yeah, I'm honest with myself. And I, like... Biggest thing, man. Holding yourself accountable. Say what you're going to do. Like, say, do what you say you're going to do. Yeah, man. You say you're going to do and also ask yourself why you are not happy if you're on if you're unhappy that's key ask yourself why you're unhappy because if you don't do that and you just think about it because a lot of people do it like yeah. why am i unhappy but i'm not going to i'm not going to think through it because it takes time or it's really exhausting yeah. Uh, yeah. because a lot of the time if you're unhappy you need to talk to somebody else to get another perspective the best thing I did, man, was uh, start going to fucking uh, therapy when I was 23, man. That was the best thing. Oh, I yeah, did. man. I've been in therapy for seven years and it's still continuous. It's, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I guess I kind of like right therapy too, man. It Like I bounced between in, therapists. In, in, dude, in four, in, uh, in seven months, I had four different therapists. Yeah, I, I bounced around a little bit, you know, because of school and whatnot. But yeah, but yeah, you were I, in it for seven years, though. I yeah, well, I I guess like, you know, there was like maybe a six month break or so. Right, right, right. But point is that therapy has changed my life. I'm also on med. I'm also on medication, and yeah. it's the combination of both those things have done wonders for me and have beautiful like, in a in a place that I never thought like I would have like climbed out of yeah has that shit has allowed me to it's yeah man it's allowed me to reach horizons i never would have imagined and i everyone deserves that man well i mean it's like because it's like any and you read like bad things about oh yeah being on medications or like going to therapy or this or that it's like especially like being men I don't there's like that cliche like men hate going to therapy and I don't think that's a thing I just think they just don't go but like I do think there is a problem with people stigmatizing uh medication oh yeah I I think that the it's more of like men are so used to like a lot of men are still used to bottling up their shit and just kind of like shoving it off and being like Man, fuck all this shit. This is too much time to worry. Because I knew I'd do that. I did that. No, it takes time. Well, that's the biggest thing. It takes fucking time, then. Yeah. And meds meds are trial and error. I will say that. Oh, I, 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 didn't, I, I, I didn't go down that road. So I don't want to, like, try to, like, fake relate with you. But I understand that because I know the, the, the pharmacological side of trial and error. And you can't just stop taking one either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to like wean off that shit. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, man. For you, uh, brother. We're, we're yeah. Hey, you too, bro. Uh, we're gonna keep talking after. Let's let's yeah, end course. this real quick. And um, so. Yeah, I'm gonna send you uh, two or three shits too. Good. 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 I, yeah. I'm gonna. But yeah, I'm man. Gonna... Let's always stay in touch. Next time I'm in town, I come in town. Uh, so I have a customer. Uh, 
I have customers in uh, Darien and then Cudahy. So I come down to Milwaukee two times a month. Uh, so yeah, whenever you're here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Give me up. Phone number, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. For everyone, yeah, for everyone watching, um, hope you pulled some uh, good food for thought out on uh, perspective and mindset. Uh, be sure to stream Keeg's uh, album, Problematic Art, as well as his singles for the team, Till I Die. Hey, hey, stream, join the team. Stream OK, featuring Ishtar. Join the team, featuring Sankuma. Uh, OK, featuring Ishtar. And then uh, pull up to the party uh, with Roy Purdy. So, <laughs> oh. That's right. Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.